Okay, Washburn County Judge Angeline Winton is joining us in studio and is our very special guest this week. For my father, Terry Dryden, I'm Ben Dryden, and you're listening to Dryden Wire Chats Podcast. You can find all of our podcasts on Anchor or wherever you get your podcasts. Angie, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. It's a pleasure. This is really great. This is wonderful. So you were recently appointed Washburn County Judge. How long have you been officially the judge in Washburn County? Officially the judge. So I was having to go back and look at the timeline, actually. I was sworn in at the end of August. So it's been August, oh September, October, November. So it's been a while. Oh, yeah. It's been sort of a whirlwind. It's been great. Yeah. And uh, I want to get into how that is, you know, going and um, where you, I know you've done some some training and what that stuff is like. But for the people who don't know you or know you very well, what is your history? Where did you grow up? All right. Absolutely. Well, I was born here in Spooner. And my family lived in Shell Lake until I was about four. I come a little bit from a legal background. So one of the conflicts was when I was about four, my dad, who was just starting his law practice, realized it was really difficult to have a law practice when his dad was judge at the time. So the family moved up to Hayward. I finished high school up there. And when I went to college, went to college, actually went into pre-med emphasis. Really? I like medical school, and I had a legal <laughs> background, and I kind of said, listen, I've been raised in legal family. I'm going to do something else. I have a rash on my ankle. Yeah. Could you diagnose that? Yeah, no. No? Okay. No. Unfortunately, the sight of blood came into play. <laughs> That's kind of... Okay, I think, yeah. you, I think you made yeah. a wise choice to not go and, into that field. And sadly, that those plans were dashed, but... Sure. But once I came back from college... I took a break and really realized that I wanted to live in Washburn County. Mm -hmm. My sister and I actually built a house really soon after I finished college. So for about the last 20 years, I've been a Washburn County resident. All right. And then, so do you go to school in Washburn County? In terms of high school? Uh, High school, sure, yeah. No. Okay. Went up in Hayward. Okay, then Hayward. And then uh, college was where? UW-Eau Claire with a pre-med emphasis. Okay. Biology major, chemistry minor, so. (laughs) So what led you from that to uh, getting into the law practice? Well, funny you should ask. A lot of it had to do with being a starving artist because Uh I like to be creative in my spare time. A lot of people know that. I build furniture. I do other things with my hands. In high school, I was throwing pottery. And so I thought that was very interesting. Hmm. So once I finished college, took a little bit of a break, worked at a gallery, was making pottery. Can't make a really good living doing that. Yeah. Starving yeah. artists. More of a yeah. hobby. And the parents who love me dearly would say, you know, we do have this law practice that we worked all these years to build up. Would you ever consider? And for many years, I would never. Because? Because I grew up with the law, good and bad. Sure, My yeah. parents both worked in the same law office. Mm. So would bring a lot of things home, would hear about the good and the bad. Yeah. And again, a lot of it was just, I'm going to do something different. Yep. Well, dad being a sheriff, my brother went into law enforcement for a while as well. He was what, chief in what, Wheeler, I think. Yeah. He was a jailer down in Dunn. Uncle Alan, dad's brother, was also in law enforcement. My sister was in uh, the FBI. It, I also grew up with that, and it's, I see it, and no thank you. It's just not yeah. really for me. <laughs> yeah. But it changed for you, though. It did change for me, and what happened is I said, okay, yeah, I'm 
not quite making a living, not quite making the mortgage payments, yeah. working at the gallery. So let me come work for you part-time, help out at the law office. It's different to hear about it at home than hear about it at the office. Okay. And to see the people and see the people my dad was helping and to see, frankly, to say, I can do this. This mm -hmm. is not yeah. that, yeah. you know, it's not... So as you got into it, was it, I'm glad I'm getting into this, or, you know, it's paying the bills? It was, I'm glad I'm getting into this, is really interesting. Legal writing, I love, and so a lot of helping my dad out originally, and then when I started to go through law school, made that decision. Legal research, mm. finding the case law, making the arguments, that's what I really enjoyed. Who enjoys that? I mean, I guess you do, well, but I mean... You know, it, it yeah. takes a certain person, yeah. but... sound enjoyable. So but, where, where did you go to law school? In uh, St. Paul, William Mitchell College oh. of Law. It's now merged with Hamlin. Right. And so, oh, okay. And how many years was that? That was three years. Okay. It was intense. I've heard. It was intense. And passed the bar then? And uh, everybody says that's really tough to pass the bar. Is it that pass, tough, really? Pass the bar. It was, again, intensive. Okay. And so when I made the decision to go to St. Paul, I have a lot of my mom's family there. So I said, oh, okay, you know, oh. I'll have a bit of a cushion. I'll be able to talk to people. Madison is a far, far place away. Well, and the whole idea of taking the bar wasn't so much of an issue at that point. Of course, once I finished college mm -hmm. and I had to take the bar, I went, oh, yeah, this wasn't the best idea. But it was intensive. Sure. But at the same point, I remember going down to Madison, not having been down to Madison too many times before, taking the bar and kind of saying, really can't study much more at this point. Yeah. I've been studying all summer, so I'm just kind of having a good time in mm. Madison, yeah. too. Yeah. So. Sure. It was intensive, but it was it was doable. I passed. Good. You got through it? Yeah. Is it pass-fail, or do you get it scored? It is pass-fail. Oh, okay. I, I mean, it's scored as well, but sure. Sure. there are, unfortunately, people who don't pass, and you can take it again. But Where do you take the bar exam down? Where do they do that down there? I was actually at a hotel. Oh, oh. okay. It was... Okay. So it isn't a specific place, probably. They move it around, maybe? I think maybe. they move yeah. it around, okay. yeah. So then how long were you um, in private practice or with your with the law firm? I was in private practice from 2008 to, and I did that up until the time that I became DA in 2017. I did that part-time. Okay. So my history track, um, graduated law school, passed the bar, got sworn in, <clears throat> You start to take classes. I started to do civil things like being a guardian ad litem. Okay. Yeah. A guardian ad litem works with the best interests of children or vulnerable adults, those type of things. Mm -hmm. So you take specialized classes over and above law school. Okay. So hmm. what I did is I sent out a letter to the surrounding judges to say, okay, I've done this training. Please appoint me to these cases if, if you so want. Sure. Right. And so that was a good entry to get um, known in the area. Yeah. And it just so happened at that point, then DA Bittany was looking for an assistant DA. Oh. And so I applied sure. for that. That was a great opportunity. When, when was that? What, do you remember what year that would be? That was, that was 2008 into 2009. Okay. So I think I started right in January 2009. Okay. Did you do the guardian for other counties? I mean, was it multiple counties then, I assume? I did. Okay. I did. And that's, with my background, I was happy I was able to do that. It seemed a little bit frenetic at the time mm. or crazy because I was doing part-time in Washburn 
as assistant DA, yep. part-time in Burnett. In Burnett, because that's shared for people who didn't know. It isn't anymore. It just kind of uh, uh, yeah. with the new approvals and the new funding for ADAs. Now, Washburn mm -hmm. has the position for a full-time, and Burnett has the position for a full-time. But before, mm -hmm. you were the ADA, mm -hmm. and you were the ADA for both Washburn and Burnett. So you were spending, what was it, like a day, day and a half in each county? And then on Correct. those other days, I believe, that's when you were still doing your, right. your other practice. Right, which was great. It Very gave best. me the ability to do a lot. That's a, that's a lot of hats to wear. It was multitasking, yeah. but, but it's fun because <laughs> you get a great exposure True. into various yeah. things. So. Yeah. And then, so you went, uh, so Bitney went to, um, became a judge. Judge Bitney. You, you were right. Yeah. And then there was, uh, who was, uh, uh, Tom Frost became the disc attorney in Washburn. He was appointed. DA Frost, yep. Yep. And then uh, you were still there as the ADA. And that's when, I think it was around 2000, I think it was 16, wasn't it? When you right, ran? Right, So you decided to run for district attorney. Yes. I believe Tom Frost was not running, so you were running for district attorney. Correct. Why, uh, I mean, didn't you like traveling to Burnett and Washburn <laughs> and your own practice? And what was the decision that, uh, what was the thing that made you say, you know what, I, I think I want to just be the district attorney. You know, it was a little bit of that saying, you know, I am doing all of these jobs well. Mm. But can I focus on one thing, and this is what I love, and this is what my passion is, and advocating and working with the victims and working with the judges. Sure. And it's a different kind of doing law. <laughs> being a guardian ad litem, you know, you are absolutely being a zealous advocate, but it's a different type of law and doing divorces and yeah. other things. So really saw the opportunity to do good in the community mm -hmm. and to be able to focus. And uh, so you, you won the the position for district attorney, and you were district attorney for uh, about three years, I suppose. Yes. Now, when, yeah. when you were the district attorney, what was the challenges coming from an ADA mm -hmm. and private practice to district attorney? What challenges were uh, did you face when you became district attorney? Well, and absolutely, and one of the challenges was the buck stops here. You are making decisions as the district True. attorney. You There's no one else to turn to. Um, having a part-time then assistant DA, uh, having the ability to talk with your counterparts um, is somewhat limited. In a one DA county where you have mm. a part-time assistant DA one day a week, you don't have a lot of time to bounce things yeah. off of people. So yeah. you are making those hard calls and you are dealing with the caseload. Mm -hmm. And the caseload is ever-increasing and... It was a lot of work, but again, it was very rewarding. Nice. And so then it was 20, I think it was earlier this year, actually, very earlier this year, mm -hmm. um, now retired um, Judge Harrington had announced that he was going to be resigning or retiring. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what word he used. I can't yeah. recall. Um, and that was, I think it was effective in August or maybe it was July, mm -hmm. July, August. So when you heard this, was mm -hmm. your first thought? I'm putting my name in, I want to be the judge, or was this something that took you a few days, a few weeks, seek counsel uh, from family and friends, were you encouraged to run for it, or was it, I knew right away, that's what I'm doing? Well, I knew before that. Judge Harrington was an excellent judge for many, many years, and he did not hide things. So those in the community knew that he was going to retire yeah. before he made the formal announcement. So I had had months and months to okay. think about it. Sure. And and by the time he announced, I knew I was going to put my name in. And that's one of the things that through the appointment process, I know <laughs> we may talk about that further, but that's one of the things, again, I 
didn't from birth say, I must be judged or my life will be over. <laughs> right. <laughs> you right. Know? Yeah, sure. But again, I felt called to serve. Sure. I loved serving as a district attorney. I loved being in the community. That was a wonderful position that the community allowed me to serve in. Mm. But again, being able to be judged, I love my job. Mm. So talk about, since we brought the, the appointment process. Mm-hmm. My understanding is there were obviously several people who had put their names in for the for the uh, position mm-hmm. uh, or for the appointment. What what was that process like? Do you a series of phone calls and emails, and uh, it's like okay, we'll pick you. How does that work? It was a little bit more involved. <laughs> and again, um, first of all, you fill out an application, and I just nope, I would have I would have stopped right there. I actually have to fill something out. I'm like, ah, screw it. I don't want to be judged that bad. I'm assuming it's multi-page application. <laughs> multi-page, um, multi. Um, you find people who will um, have worked with you in the community yeah. to use as uh, references. I just happened to pull out mine the other day and noticed it was about two inches thick. Oh my so goodness! A lot of the writing samples that I had done as both district attorney oh, okay. and assistant DA appellate briefs and things come in very handy. So yeah. see that legal writing pays yeah. off. Like, even I don't even know what half those words are. <laughs> but so, it sounds important. Yeah. So there's an application process. You mm. answer a series of questions. You send that in. And then if you're selected for an interview, you go down to Madison once or twice. Or in my case, I went down actually three times. So. Wow. Three different ones. Now, when you meet, do you meet with, and obviously we don't need to know necessarily the specifics. If you can't say, that's fine. But is it a panel? Is it two people? Is it a room with 12 people? (laughs) The first time it was with the full panel, so to speak. And there's various attorneys and who've been appointed and they do an excellent job and they kind of grill you. Intensive, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And so a beautiful room in the Capitol. Oh, so you're in the Capitol. No. Yes. Fancy. We're in the governor's was, conference room? It was, yes. Yeah, that's a nice room. It's gorgeous. It's yeah, beautiful yeah, room. Yeah, nice room. Yeah, you yeah. don't know. No. A little bit intimidating, <laughs> yes, the room it's very itself. Intimidating. But yes. Sure. So. How, how long was the, the first one? The first one was about 45, 50 minutes or okay. so. So okay. it went again. Sure. It went sure. in a heartbeat. But Then you get a call or uh, contacted uh, a, a period later to, we want you to come down again. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and my, you say, what I do wrong the first time, but okay. <laughs> Say, absolutely. Okay, you want sure. me down there? I'll come back. Okay. Yeah. How high do you want me to jump? No problem. Yeah. So then you go back down there. Still, still 12 people or a, a no, full panel type thing? This was a smaller, um, just asking a couple more specific questions. You couldn't do that over the phone? Well, I didn't mind. <laughs> okay. They call, you show up. <laughs> That's so. Okay. All right. So, and it, again, any opportunity to get down there, make face-to-face contact. Uh, networking so. is huge, man. Absolutely. So then you get, a period of time goes by, and another call then to go back down. Now, what was this one? This one I actually was able to meet Governor Evers. What? It was great. Nice. Although I had a horrible cold. So the poor man, I was, (laughs) I wouldn't shake his hand. I hope he didn't take offense. You told him why, though. You told him why you're not shaking his hand? I told him why. Oh, good. But, yes, very uh, very nice man. I was just going to ask, what were your impressions of... Uh, Governor, again, this isn't a political thing. This isn't, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's Democrat, Republican, it doesn't matter. Just yeah. as, you know, as a human being, when you interacted with him, what, were, what was your takeaway? Yeah. Very intelligent man, very kind, very, um, just very thoughtful, and nice. certainly had put this great team in place. And wow. so I'm sure it relied upon their recommendations as well, sure. the judicial council, but. Was that a one-on-one with the governor, or did you have somebody else it, in there? It had a chief legal counsel oh, was chief in there as counsel. well. He's usually pretty heavily involved in that yes. chief legal. Yeah. Yes. And so that was a pretty quick interview. And Nice. 
Yeah. And the rest has been history. So then you you leave (laughs) there. Then you go home. (laughs) Then what? Then there was a while before the actual announcement was made. So I was trying to put some plans in place because I had an idea that it was going to be me. Okay. Pretty firm idea. And so trying to wrap up and not leave my DA ship, so to speak. Yes. Um, certainly wanted to make sure that there was coverage. Yeah, for that, and I wanted so. to ask you about that as well uh, in a minute. But funny story, um, we had heard as well. Dryden Wire heard because we made some a few contacts, of course, in Madison. That's just part of our job. Mm-hmm. And we had heard as that it was going to be you. So I was hounding them every day, emails and phone <laughs> calls, and where's the release, and when can I say, and what, yeah. and. Sure. So I think actually a uh, little uh, sounds pretentious, but it absolutely is. We were the first one to have that story, by the mm-hmm. way, that you were appointed. True story. Yeah. I think it was released on Dryden Wire. Yes, first. it was, and I remember even uh, I think I even had spoken to you to ask about a statement or something, and I think you even said I haven't even been told yet. So I'm like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> we had it before right. she even knew. Right. <laughs> so right. we felt pretty cool about that. So going back to the uh, your district attorney, that ship that you were just referencing, because mm-hmm. now you're appointed. Right. It was, I, th- I can't remember, like a Thursday or something. Right. It was, and you're starting like on Monday. And uh, at that time, I think we talked a, a little earlier that there was a, the ADA position was now going to be full-time. Right. Mm-hmm. So you were looking for a full-time ADA in your role and your capacity as district attorney while, right. of course, you're seeking the appointment for judge. So then this all kind of happens, right, mm-hmm. right there. And so I think the next day, I think it was Friday, so I think the point was on Thursday. On Friday, you hired Erin Markow, who's now mm-hmm. the district attorney. Mm-hmm. What was that process like? And Was and, it at this point, it was like, oh, screw it, I've got to hire someone, because you can't have, you can't not have an attorney representing the district, exactly. or the district attorney's office. Exactly. Or was this kind of a, no, this was leading up to that. So it was, it was perfect timing. <laughs> But I knew who I was going to pick anyway. It was perfect timing. He was a perfect applicant. It it made a lot of sense. Oh. And it wasn't just overnight. Right. Again, I had an idea. I pretty much yeah. knew that it was going to be me. I just didn't know when the yeah. appointment. Okay. So I did have some time. And so I did um, discuss with various people, consider other people. But Aaron was the clear okay. choice. Sure, sure. You made a good choice there. Isn't it? Yes. I've heard good things. I have heard very good things yeah. as good. well. Oh, good. I think they're still looking for, unfortunately. There's been, now they're looking for an assistant as an attorney. I think everybody is right now, actually. I believe so. <laughs> and and one of the things I should bring up, um, logistically trying to figure that out, um, in terms of hiring Aaron, I hired him on as my assistant DA at that time because logistically I didn't know who could fill that position and I didn't want to leave as judge leave the county without a DA. Yeah. I think that doesn't the judge appoint a district attorney, typically a, a county judge appoint a district attorney, except in your case, you were the district attorney, you hired him as an ADA, now you're the judge. Yeah, that is a mess. The judge could appoint a special a prosecutor, special. Oh, okay. but the governor has to appoint the DA. Got it. So, so Yeah, because then he still had to go through the process and wait for the governor to then officially appoint him. Correct. and. He had to go down to Madison for several meetings. Did he? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yep. I'm assuming he did. I like assume he did else. as well. <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> no. It's, it's not like, a, it just all happened to be at the same time. And again, if you throw in uh, the, the ADA position, going to full-time, that was yeah. that thing that, that really kind of made it a, a, a perfect storm of multiple things moving all at the same time, all in a short amount of time. But how amazing for the county to yeah. have a full-time assistant oh. DA. And once that's filled, oh, that yeah, should be, be nice. a 
And great and, help. and the staff in your office, the district attorney, probably had, oh my God, who's going to be here next? You know, and it's like, what do I do? How do I deal with this person? Oh, so sure. there's had to be some give and take there as well. Exactly. I mean, we have three young ladies in there that do a great job. They do. And it's uh, it's like, oh boy, now what's this guy going to be like? But exactly. nice thing about having Aaron, he was there before, so they knew him anyway. You know, they knew him a little bit. He wasn't there that long, but he was there long enough for, I think, to get the relationship to build, start building. Right. And he yeah. was wonderful when I yeah. spoke to him a right. few days in advance. I said, will you come in and meet the staff? Yeah. Because, oh, again, nice. you know, I have worked with that staff. They've been amazing. Yeah. I could not have done the job, tried the number of cases, worked as hard without that yeah. amazing staff. Yeah. And there is some concern to say, who am I going to leave <laughs> not only the DA job with, yeah. but this position office, of trust. They, yeah. But my staff. Well, going sure. back to what we were speaking of, the, when you were the district attorney, go from private practice, the challenges that you would face, and maybe just the differences. Right. And one of those, I would assume, would be, it's not just you anymore. It's now I have mm-hmm. I have a staff. I have to consider that part too, the actual office itself. Right. And that's I think what you were just referring to that it's not mm-hmm. just who would be the good uh, a good ADA, which would likely then be the uh, you know next district attorney or appointed mm-hmm. or would have a shoe in for that or at least be kind of the front runner. Um, but how are they going to fit in with the team? Right. Because if right. they don't, if it doesn't really gel there, I don't know. And, right. lo- and logistically, how many times do you have to change the stationary head on your letters that go out? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Okay, right. who we put on here now? Let's just leave it blank for a while. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, district attorney, uh, TBD, question mark. TBD. TBD, yep, TBD <laughs> And so from my perspective, if it was a really good transition oh, in terms it of It actually went pretty smooth. Yes. Comp- considering what you guys were going through. And he was great. He was at that time working as assistant DA for Sawyer County. And so he took a risk as well. Sure. Yeah, because now he has to, just because he was appointed, he has to run for election uh, next Mm -hmm. year. Um, And so do you. So I want to get to that in a little bit too. But so now we're caught up. You are uh, appointed. You are now the judge. And it's Monday. You went, I can't remember, I think it was Wausau or somewhere, I think, to get sworn in. And then what? Tuesday, you walk into Washburn County and you start hammering down on the criminals. <laughs> it wasn't quite that fast. <laughs> I figured it wouldn't be as easy as that. Yeah. So, yeah, I was sworn in, I want to say like a Monday. Again, it was a whirlwind. It was pretty yeah. fast. Um, judicial College was starting. So Judicial College is actually Another a college. thing. Nice. Okay. Another cool. college. I didn't have enough education, but it's actually <laughs> it's actually a great process. Sure. Very informative, very uh, educational. Is this like the yeah, like the sheriff's? Yeah. I don't know what they call that. I think everyone's kind of the sheriff's school or something yeah. where you, when you get elected, they kind of send you down there, the sheriff's. Called, called baby chiefs and sheriff's school. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think that's how we're going to refer to what she went to, but no. um, is it the idea that it isn't we're not teaching you law. You know law. Right. It's all the stuff that goes with, I don't know, being a judge, right? And it, what are those things? Like, what do you learn at that college? Exactly. And a lot of it, funny enough, is because I think coming from the outside, you have this perspective that judges must be, you know, very strong and not friendly, not approachable. A lot of it this time was saying, you know, we understand the dynamics of the courtroom, the fact that judges... Everyone has to rise when you walk in a room, that you're on this raised pedestal. Mm -hmm. There's enough intimidation built into the system. And so a lot of it was trying to be cognizant of the fact that try to be a kinder, gentler judge. And so, you know, trying to temper that with being a newer female as well. Sure. (laughs) True. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to come off. Right. That you're going to let people walk all yeah. over you, which mm-hmm. is certainly not the case. Yeah. But you also want to be appreciative of that factor as well. Interesting. Um, 
Yeah. So a lot of good information. So there. and how long was that for? That was a week. A week, and then and then what? Oh, after that, uh, now you're back. Get one down, and <laughs> and then you instead of just coming right back and throwing you in and saying. Good luck. Good yeah. luck. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. What they do is they have a great mentoring program. So they actually allow you to go with other judges in the district. We're in the 10th Judicial District. Ooh. So I had two weeks of driving around a lot and being able to basically shadow, not only oh, shadow cool. and watch. It's a great program. But the judges gently push you out and say, okay, you do the next yeah. hearing. Yeah. I will be your safety net. But so you, you're oh. actually allowed to judge in a safe environment, so to speak, which that is That is a good idea. Yeah, because that, I mean, the decisions that you make, these are big consequences. Uh, and Absolutely. I'm not saying consequences are negative. I'm saying it's it's big decisions. Absolutely. It affects a lot of people. I always say And if you do something wrong, I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, that is a brilliant idea to have that. Exactly. I wish it was mine, but. Well, well you can take credit for it. That's fine. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always laugh though, because the parties when they would show up and there would be two judges yeah. sitting on the bench it's yeah. a little intimidating no, so there has to be an explanation be. you know <laughs> what did i do to That's, get two judges today it's a speeding ticket mm-hmm. <laughs> that'd be a little hard to swallow so, yeah whoops so how do you um prepare so i'm sorry let me get back to where are you now so that was your, your college your, your judicial college then the mentorship program now is there something else up until where what you're doing right now and what was that and what are you doing right now? Are you officially in Washburn County? Are you officially overseeing cases? How does that work? Especially considering, I probably should bring up that you were the DA. Right. So that must create another challenge. Right. Being the district attorney in Washburn County, then the judge, and you've probably filed a lot of those charges. And that's just got to be a mess. It's not a, it's not a mess, but it's a challenge. And there are a lot of good people. No, there's a, a word. There's a yeah. district court administrator. <laughs> Um, and thankfully, it's not so much of a challenge for me. There are people down at the district court who are helping to organize. I'm sure there's spreadsheets. Sure. And, yeah. it's, and well, because there are a lot of cases. When I was yeah. DA, we filed a lot of mm. cases, and those are not things that get resolved quickly. Yeah. Um, so I am judging now. I am doing a little bit more civil right now. I'm doing the new criminal matters that are okay. coming that I had nothing to do with, <clears throat> okay, of course. sure. And what I'm doing is Judge Bittney again from Barron was nice enough to volunteer to switch. So I'm taking his criminal load and he's taking my criminal oh, load. Oh, nice. So oh, that's nice of him to do that. It is very nice. But and only on the cases, that, your old cases that you cases. filed as district attorney. Right. So it's not like Judge Bittney's here all the time every day. Correct. It's yeah, just only on those signs. You know, slowly think, wean off. Yeah, right? right. Correct. So eventually those will all be gone and you'll be it. Right. Eventually. And there is still, I mean, it is still a circuit court. So that is sure. still involved. It's yeah. traveling around a bit, but sure. that will, that will slowly okay, be sure. at a manageable level. Sure. And it's manageable. So you're kind of in the um, getting comfortable. And what I mean by comfortable mm-hmm. is, okay, the colleges are finished. The mentorship's mm-hmm. finished. We're going to slowly, you know, get into, you're doing more of the, the, the new criminal cases filed in Washburn. Right. So we're starting to kind of, maybe you're, just now after months, Okay, this is what it's like to actually be the judge in Washburn County. Because up until now, it's right. kind of been, I've been everywhere and doing everything. Just kind of like to have a home base for a little bit. <laughs> it's been a bit of a whirlwind. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. No, it's been nice. And so the last few weeks, I've been able to, you know, not that I'm going to make massive changes, but I've been able to get my feet wet and just dealing with the staff. I've worked with a wonderful staff in Washburn County, uh, the clerks of court, but on a different level. So now coming in as judge and... Yeah. 
Yeah. We're all getting to know each other in our different, in my different role, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Mm -hmm. And so it's been great. Everyone's been extremely helpful. Oh, good. So when you were the district attorney, or even when you're in private practice, you've obviously, I don't know what's called, appeared in front of judges or Mm -hmm. practiced in front of judges. Mm -hmm. Multiple judges you've you've been in front of. Um, Is it kind of like parents where when you're a kid, you look (laughs) at your parents and say, boy, when I'm older... And I'm a parent. I have I'm kids. Gonna I'm gonna let. Yeah, I'm gonna let my kids stay up till <laughs> two in the morning. If I, if that's what they want. They can eat chocolate. <laughs> or is there something like that where, man, what if I was ever a judge? Here's what I would do. Did you ever have any of those? And if so, if you can say what those were, and are those things that you can actually do, or is it one of those? Now that I'm a parent, I realize, ah, now I actually know why we don't let the kids <laughs> right. eat chocolate and stay up to two o'clock in the morning. Right. And that's a really good question. I think when you're an attorney appearing. You're always, whether you're consciously doing it or not, you're always saying, well, that's an interesting mm-hmm. way this judge is doing this. And you you do. You see a wide variety because even with the criminal cases, I was having different judges come in different cases. You get substituted. Um, certainly there are things. There's just tactically, there's just procedurally ways to do things differently. Mm-hmm. You go to judicial college, and I should note, judicial college isn't only for the new judges. It's something that it's that the older judges have to come back and do after time oh. as well. So it's a good refresher. Nice. Like an eye test for your license every eight years or whatever Yeah, it is. a little bit. Wouldn't be a bad idea to check it out. Yep. But what is really refreshing is you get to sit in a room full of colleagues and you get to hear there's a wide variety. There's not necessarily a black and white answer to everything. So there's a wide yeah. variety of approaches. And I think that's what a lot of people would like. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a baseball with that that strike zone KCAM thing where we <laughs> technically we do have the uh, technology to save it's a ball or strike, right. but we still have umpires that are actually managing mm-hmm. or umpiring the game. And I think a lot of people will just, let's stick to that part. But there is so many variables that go right. with, I mean, there's, there just isn't a checklist. Okay. You did this, you had this as a history, you had this and done, you get this. Right. There's a lot of nuances that go in there. So of those, and as you just mentioned, that there are different judges and it's a wide spectrum mm-hmm. um, to that point or to that end, what are you, uh, what is your focus? How do you want to be as a judge? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe another way to say it would be, wh- how do you want to be known as or what do you want to be known as as a judge? And it, it might sound trite, but um, to be fair, to be knowledgeable, to be strong, but at the end of the day to walk in to know your judge is going to be prepared, is not going to have prejudged this, so to speak, is going to listen carefully to what you have to say, and is going to know the law. I mean, at the end of the day, what more can you ask for is... I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, of course, any decisions you make, everybody's just going to love it. Well, that that is also the joy of having this job is no matter what you're leaving someone unhappy. Well, yeah, yeah. you you had uh, uh, the other day we had we did a story about someone got sentenced. It was Washburn County, I think it was from the the cities. We had a story like a year and a half ago, and then it was a Washburn County. But um, and we typically don't use judges' names or lawyers' names or etc. It's um, but sure enough, uh, people weren't really happy with the sentence. (laughs) And right in our in our comments, even on our Facebook page, someone said, "Oh, new judge, huh?" Mm-hmm. Like, so I had to respond I'm like, well, actually, it was the it was a judge from a different county. Uh, but I remember, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, poor Angie. <laughs> Get used to this. Well, that's part of the job yeah. as well. Yeah. But again, being able to justify and explain. Again, yeah. going back to why are people in court? Variety of reasons, but for many intents and purposes, this is most often probably the worst day of their lives. Maybe well, not. Maybe it's a good yeah. thing. Maybe it's an adoption. Maybe. True. 
maybe it's a divorce and people are very happy. And that is a good day, though. Having yeah, a good day. Yeah, get rid of that guy. Get rid of that guy. But for a lot of intents and purposes, <laughs> yeah, worst day of their lives. And so as a judge, not only being able to do the right thing, make the fair decision, but to explain it. Sure. And I've already experienced that, is that you're going to have to decide. And a lot of times that ends up leaving a person mm. not getting what they want. No. <laughs> but if you can explain why you're doing it, mm. if it makes sense. I've been surprised already the number of people that have, they Good. walk out of the courtroom. Okay. Yeah. Have a nice day. You know. See you later. Mm. Yeah. Well, you have a legacy yeah. in your family, though, in judgeship, though, don't you? We we do. Is it yeah. a legacy? Oh, yeah. well, I'm interested now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm a Winton, you know. Yeah. I'm a Winton. <laughs> yes. How long with Judge Winton? He was, how long? He was quite a while, wasn't he? He was so, there when I got there, I believe. So, so your dad or grandpa? Grandpa. So my grandpa. My grandpa and then my great grandpa had also right. had terms. That's right. Oh, I didn't know the great so, grandpa. Too. Great grandpa. I bring that up because how is that going to affect you? I mean, uh, it's a legacy in a sense. So, mm -hmm. is that your legacy as well? When you're finished this and you retire as a judge, you're, are you going to feel good about that? Or my great grandpa and my grandpa were both judges. And now I am. You know, how is that going to play out? You know, I think I think that's part of it, and I think that's something to be proud of yeah. as a tradition sure. but again i want to do my own your thing. own person yeah. i didn't get here and i and i didn't run as da based upon my yeah. background i didn't even during the selection process mm. make a great deal because you sure. know that was them i'm a different sure. person yeah. and it's a lot of years ago too yeah and just like taking that uh, different judges I've learned a lot of things. I've learned a lot of things about my grandpa, mm. which is great through this process. Um, <laughs> you know, I've learned how he was a judge, how he did things. Sure. And so, you know, it's been a great process. But again, you're your own person. I'm is my that own what person. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, judge Yackel, we've had him on a few times. I'm just curious, what are your thoughts on the judge? And, you know, give me some juicy stories about John. <laughs> well, I don't know that I have no, many juicy dang. stories about John. Nah, well, you can write them down later and let us know. Uh, <laughs> Next time he's on, I just wanted to rib him for something. Oh. Uh, but I, I've, I've watched him. Have you, um, you, when you were the ADA, have you ever been in front of Judge Yackel as the, uh, again, I don't know what it's called, just appearing in front of him I or have. practicing in front of him? I have both in terms of when I was DA mm -hmm. and in terms as mm -hmm. being his guardian ad litem. I okay. even worked with him. He was assistant district attorney in Sawyer. Oh. Oh, nice. that's term. right. Okay. He was. So, I forgot about right. that. That's yeah. Right. So now that you're the judge, um, I'm, it must be kind of like when Dad was a sheriff. Or now that you're the judge, it's a different world um, mm -hmm. in terms of your inner circle. Right. Obviously, family or people that you know knew you before you right. were you know judge now, or even right. before the district attorney. Seriously, it's it, your your circle gets a little smaller. Mm -hmm. Do you reach out to other judges like John Yackel, like uh, Judge Bitney, for counsel? Because who else can I really talk to? And I have, <laughs> and they've and they've been wonderful. Judge yeah. Yackel was at judicial conference a few weeks back and was wonderful, and nice. just be able to bend their ear and say, "I'm thinking about making some small changes. What do you think of this?" And just been absolutely wonderful. It's a great community. It's of judges. It's they're there for you. We had a similar thing as district attorney. Mm -hmm. That you could say, "Okay, I'm having this issue. Has anyone seen this before?" Nice. So I don't have to reinvent the yeah. wheel. Right. Well, you also go to each other's counties as right. judges. Yeah. So that's another reason. And this is something that, you know, when we first started writing, 
the, the idea wasn't that it was Washburn County specific because they didn't really care about the county lines because we're, you right. know, Minong, we're here in Spooner. So Minong is what, 20, right. 25 minutes. Rice yeah. Lake, 20, 25 minutes. Right. Siren, 20, 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. All in different directions, but they're all different counties. Yep. Northwest Wisconsin are probably like a five county radius. Certainly four, but maybe five or six, you know, Rusk, Barron, Burnett, mm-hmm. um, Polk, Sawyer, Washburn. It's kind of just one big community. Right. Now, yeah. is that kind of the, I don't want to say coverage area, but kind of how the counties that you would go to and those county judges mm-hmm. kind of come here as well? Right. So having those relationships, maintaining those relationships. Because Invaluable. a lot of these counties, yeah. I think Barron is the, well, Barron and Polk, uh, only have one judge. Right? I mean, other than those, right? So Barron, I think, has three. Right. Polk, yeah. I think, has two or three. Right. Uh, yeah. Burnett has one. <laughs> Sawyer has one. <laughs> Still has one. Uh, <laughs> Washburn, one. I don't know I think about Brian. Douglas. I don't know about Douglas. I don't know much about Douglas. Douglas, okay. I believe, has at least three. I would think so. Yeah. Well, I would think so. Now, of all of those, um, so I had a chance to actually go into the judge's area. I saw you a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I was there with a, a meeting with the district attorney. And I saw you, and I'd never been on that side of the hall before. Oh, in the chambers. Right. Or, or yeah, yep. just in your office. I've never been yep. over there before. And I noticed it's really quiet. Like, yeah. where is it? There's offices and nobody's here. I'm like, where's your <laughs> staff or something? And I, now, of course, I realized that the Cougar Court's office does, you know, an amazing job in what they do. Absolutely. But I had seen on the minute meeting minutes mm-hmm. in the county, they could send to us uh, a JA position, a judicial assistant position. Right. I'd ask Judge Yackel about that, and he has a judicial assistant, and it sounds like most judges have these. They do. Washburn does not. Yeah. Uh, right. Do you know if Washburn is, because according to what I saw in the, the minute notes, it looks like that's something that they were looking into to have a separate, mm-hmm. uh, an actual person or a position, I should say. That's a full-time position. I believe it's full-time. Right. For a judicial assistant. Is that something that you would support? Absolutely. Something that you, Absolutely. And again, it's the clerks have been doing that job, right. and they've been doing an amazing job. Absolutely amazing. As a new judge coming in and as a judge who's traveling a lot, um, I made the request along oh. with some other folks that I wanted to bring back the judicial assistant. It was something that most other counties have. Yeah. Washburn County had for many years. Oh, I didn't know they actually had one at one point. Yes. Yes. It was at some point um, it was done away with as a standalone position. But there's small changes I want to make, sure. and as a judge who's traveling a lot, and yeah, and one of the biggest things I think anyway for a judicial assistant is a lot of the the scheduling and right. the communication from you know if you need something right. or say so, then that person is the one that okay I can get this done right. And and as you said, as the judge, you can't be out there yeah. mingling with everyone yeah. because it's an issue of being fair. If you walk up and you're ready to hear your case and the judge is standing there with the other party having a conversation, you're going to kind of go, well, that's a little strange. So part of that is having a physical presence down at my side of the corridor, so to speak, because you do get those people who are knocking on your window and you don't want to be rude, but I can't go speak with them. Oh, that's true. Right. Yeah. You just can't. It's random people walking up. Hey, judge. Right. I want to talk to you for a while. Do they call that ex parte or something exactly. like that? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what that exactly. means. That means you means you can't talk about the case with somebody who's going to rule on it. Oh, right. basically, <laughs> what it is. So, so where is that process now? Because last I had seen, it looked like again the meeting meeting minutes, the mm-hmm. notes. It doesn't go into a lot of detail. Right. But from what I last read, it seemed like it was moving along in the process. It Do you know where it is in the process? It is moving forward. I oh. think we are going to start interviews early oh. December. Oh, my oh, goodness. Yeah. Oh, that's coming up fast. Right. Very nice. So. And 
shortly after December. So this is the part that is, is a lot of people probably know, but some people may not. When you are appointed as a judge, and I had to find this out going through what you were going through because <laughs> right. I didn't know the answer to this. Um, your terms aren't set. A judge's terms aren't set. It's six years, but they're not set on like in 48 years now, we know that the district attorney in Washburn County, that race, it will be up at this date and this right. month. Judges aren't. It is six years, but my understanding was that if you get appointed, so if somebody resigns or, mm -hmm. or retires, or for whatever reason is no longer the judge, right? governor appoints the next judge, in this case you, that your election, you are now on the next available spring ballot. Yes, I am. Which means... I think that's what February now, because it's nonpartisan, of course, so it would be a spring election. So you'd have a February, are they still call it a primary? Yep. February mm -hmm. primary. Mm -hmm. And that would be, instead of Republican or Democrat, it would be, I think, two or more people. Right. Or, I'm sorry, if there's more than two people. Because the judge is nonpartisan. Right. If there's more than two, it doesn't matter, then, then there'll be a vote to get it down to two. And then in April, mm -hmm. there'll be that... So you have to, I mean, you're barely, I mean, you're just now kind of getting going and getting comfortable in the role and settled in. Mm -hmm. Sounds like there's already a couple of things like the JA thing uh, that you're looking into. That's a fast turnaround. It is a fast turnaround, but it's nothing that I can't handle. No. It's, you sure. know, I've worked hard before. I'm continuing to work hard and I've done this before as DA. I had an yeah, unopposed that's true. race yeah, that's and true. so collecting signatures. And I was going to say now, when the, if at the primary is, a, if there is a primary and it's in February, mm -hmm. when do you start picking out papers in December? Very soon. I think yes. so. That's so, like next yes. month. Yep. Holy cow. <laughs> going to get some warm boots <laughs> yeah. and a warm coat. And how many, how many does the judge need? I believe it's around 200 to 400, I okay. want to say. So it's doable. It's not too bad. It's doable. Fairhall County. Yeah. I think it's 200 and you can't turn any more than 400. I believe that's But you correct. can keep the other ones in mm -hmm. case there's conflict. Why can't you turn in more? I, I don't know. I, I believe, don't want to have to look through them. I could be wrong, but I believe that's what I always, always told. You yeah. can't turn in any more than 400. Yeah. I don't. So wait, I just kept the rest of them in my desk. And if there's a question on a legal a person doesn't actually live in the county, if there was a question right. on a signature, you'd have that fallback. Correct. Mm -hmm. Uh, so obviously in a dread wire, we can't, we don't support any candidate for anything mm -hmm. ever. Obviously personally, mm -hmm. we can do, you know, whatever we want. But, um, I do think that that is a position, regardless if it was you or anyone else was appointed mm -hmm. because of the quick turnaround and because you're just being a judge and uh, again, you can go to the, the, the judicial college and you can get the mentorship, but just, uh, you know, six, seven, eight months, it's just not enough, uh, a body of work to, I think, really, uh, be able to evaluate someone. I kind of mm -hmm. feel like. Uh, uh, it'd be better off I, 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 to 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 get the uh, election, win the election. So good, let, give me six years. Let me do something. <laughs> so let's assume hypothetically that's what happens. You get uh, uh, whether nobody runs against mm -hmm. you or somebody does. Regardless, you win. You're there for six years. Six years from now, how are the voters in Washburn County going to know if you're doing well or not? Because I don't even know how you really evaluate a judge. <laughs> well, I'm serious. Like, how do you really well, know? I know. Well, what I, would you ideally, right? So how in six years from now, how do they know that you're doing well? Again, I think it comes down to fairness. I think it quickly becomes apparent with a new judge whether you know your stuff, whether you are up to speed on the law, and whether you are fairly and appropriately considering things. Sure. And sure. You know, I, it's difficult because I'm not going to prejudge and I can't talk about any specific yeah, case, right. yeah. but, you know, I think also some of that comes into people know me. They know I've been in the community. 
They know my history as a DA. Yep. yep. Um, it's a it's a different role, but yep. you do bring some of the same traits. Sure. So. Yeah, because I'm and again, I don't know really how to, and I think I, I honestly think a lot of people probably don't know how to. Maybe just never thought about it to know how it is. Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, even a district attorney, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, Aaron Marco is going to have an election coming up if he's running. Assuming he is, I don't know. Um, okay, how how do we know you're doing okay? Like, how how does the average voter know how a sheriff, how a uh, district attorney, how a judge is doing? Which, by the way. Mm-hmm. I don't know when the last time it was, but we have all three of those are all new this year. Fairly new. Yeah. And fairly new, but I'm excited. I'm excited (laughs) to work with the new sheriff. I've been working with the new sheriff. Yeah. We've been making some minor changes to procedures. I'm excited to work with Aaron Marco. Again, I don't know him extremely well, but from what I've heard, word of mouth, great guy, great basis of legal knowledge. Um, As we all know, there's... Issues. See now he doesn't he doesn't run in February though he no, has to wait till partisan. fall because he's correct. partisan election yeah. so correct. he's got a little more time than yeah. than you do he's finishing <laughs> out my term yeah exactly yeah. going on my time he's got a little more time to work on that uh, yeah. so are you going to have any time left for uh, now being the judge for community stuff because I know that you're involved mm-hmm. in the community you've done a lot mm-hmm. of things I know that you've been involved with the rodeo um, are you are you going to be able to have time to do those things absolutely absolutely. And I've been involved where I can. Um, member of the Spooner Lions, member of the Rodeo. I do some things with the Humane Society. Um, oh. I try to be involved where I can. Again, as judge, maybe can't be <clears throat> as active, but certainly a member of the community. I'm out and about on the weekends and at, during evenings. And it's all about finding the right balance. Yeah, and yeah you got to pick and choose. Like coming on uh, this podcast, because I believe after this, you have to be down in court. I do. So you got Probably here very, very shortly. early. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you wanted to bring up or discuss that we haven't yet? Simply, again, what I'm most proud of when I think about Washburn County, and again, my focus for a long time was the criminal justice system. Being a judge is a vast areas, not just the criminal law. But when I think about challenges to our community, things like methamphetamine, and heroin, things that are coming into the community. Mm. One of the things I'm most proud of in this community is the resources that we spend on trying to rehabilitate. And so Mm. that is one of the things I'm most excited working with various parties, not only the prosecutor, but also with the state public defenders, the various attorneys. Um, Again, it kind of goes back to the philosophy um, about the criminal justice system. But what I've always said, both as DA and now as judge, there's very few people who end up in the criminal justice system because they are purely evil. There's a lot of people <laughs> oh. who are our brothers, our mm-hmm. sisters, our fathers. They've struggled with addiction and yeah. they need a hand up. And I've always been proud in our yeah. county, even as assistant DA, even when I wasn't involved in the system, yeah. that we have amazing resources. And well, so, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because I've, kind of been hearing when speaking to DAs, um, people in the, uh, the court world in our area counties, when it comes to either charges or sentence, sentencings mm-hmm. that, you know, child stuff, pornography stuff, yeah, I mean, we're going to come down hard. Uh, mm-hmm. You're a Absolutely. big drug dealer, you are uh, 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 get caught with 200 grams of meth, yeah, we're going to come down hard. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to some of these, I won't say smaller things, but the addiction things, the first offense, whether it's marijuana, whether it's even maybe even uh, an opioid or um, maybe even a little a little bit of meth, not, that makes it okay, but <laughs> first time, some, whatever, that it seems to be the common theme. Uh, 
we we really want to emphasize rehabilitation. We want right. to, to try to help you. We just don't want you back. So we're going to give you a chance. Now, I don't know if that's always been that way, but just in the, I think we're in year five now, Dreadmore, when I first started, it wasn't even that heavily emphasized five years ago. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that change in the last five years? I have seen, and I've seen a lot more resources being devoted and a lot of empirical data saying what works, what how can we help? Is it enough to simply say, stop using meth? Yeah. No, it's not. It's a horrible addiction. Yeah. Um, but, and frankly, I don't know that everyone has the perfect answer yet. But a lot Everybody, of our... Something. Everybody's struggling with that one. Meth yep. is well, so, think, so hard. And I think that's why we are looking into those <clears throat> methods. And I know that may not be very popular. Uh, some people may not mm-hmm. like that. Well, again, since we've been doing this, we've had sheriffs, we've talked to chiefs, we've sure. had so many people. And so the meth thing, we... Just can't, can't get under control, man. We can't. There's never when we've asked. I don't know how many people even like last year asked. So what is your plan? And it's well, you know, it's a three prong approach. And then the next person says, well, here's what we have to do. We have to start when they're kids. We've done a lot of these things. It's not working. I'm not saying mm-hmm. stop doing that, but it still isn't working. We now we need to kind of look at what's next. And I think this is mm-hmm. the what's next. And I don't know if we're going to know if it works for several more years. Right. But we've oh. got to start now. And I have seen as district attorney. As a member of the community, I've seen certain things like drug court. Drug court, there are an amazing group of people on that team who are working hard. We are helping people. Criminal Justice Coordination Council, drug court. It's a slow process, and the person needs to be willing to make that change in their life. I think that's going to fit in well with your new district attorney, too, because Aaron, I believe, and I want to put words in his mouth, I recall... So I go ahead and do it anyway? Yeah, just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're listening, Aaron, just ignore it. he has the similar ideas that you do, and mm-hmm. I think that's really going to work well when you have the, the two power players and something like that. And the sheriff's so three, but yeah, and I know the sheriff yep. and, and Dennis, mm-hmm. uh, if he's had the same opinion, and I'm sure he is, yep. um, that's going to work well. I think that's going to be a start. Well, we started many years ago. It started many years mm-hmm. ago, but it, it is so long and expensive. Yeah. It is time consuming, but you got to start somewhere. You do. And, and my understanding is that do. this from the from the financial part. It does come back to save money eventually. Sure. Right? Well, yes. Absolutely. Because yes. they're not getting the repeat people. If we can get them help, then they're not coming back and coming back and coming back. And that right. is and again, a lot of money. It all comes back to where are we going to intelligently spend our yes. money. Yes. Let's invest now. <laughs> and that's not later. only my decision. But again, yeah. what yeah. you said is deal with people appropriately. Absolutely. As a judge, one of my jobs is not to um, represent any party, to safeguard people's rights, to make sure that... Things are being followed appropriately. They're getting a fair shake. But yes, once people are convicted, to deal with those crimes appropriately, sure. they're to deal with them intelligently. Those people who are dealing in our community are going to be in a whole different realm from those people who are, um, as you said, a little bit of meth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are people that hopefully can be steered Salaged. towards mm. rehabilitation yeah. and given treatment. Yeah. Those people who are bringing drugs and filth into our community yeah that's different that, that needs to be dealt with yeah. differently yes it does and i think everyone is on board with that stuff but it seems that's like true. everyone just wants a judge to send everyone to prison for 60 years like just well, the default we should have mandatory minimums of 60 years for everything well, <laughs> and even then people wouldn't be happy i mean there's a point that may just, be yeah. one opinion but again it's different <laughs> when it's your sure yeah or whether it's you significant <laughs> partner when it's you and and that's one of the things yeah. as judges not being swayed necessarily just by what yeah. no offense but yeah. what the comments are on yeah. Brian White. Yeah. Sure. Well, there's no offense in, uh, at all because I feel the same way because right. a lot of those are at, at, at us too and it's but we're 
Don't care. I'm going to keep doing the same way that we've always done it. And if you don't like it, turn the channel. Don't really care. And as judge? You just got to do what you think is the right thing to do, and that's it. Absolutely. Washburn County Judge Angeline Winton was a very special guest today. Angie, thank you so very much for coming in. What a pleasure. Thank you. Good luck in the election, and uh, we should have you back on uh, in the springtime. We'll see how things are going. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you.